Hey, happy, happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the John DeVito Show. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Give me a thumbs up if you can. I'm actually in my car right now with my AirPods in, and I'm waiting for my daughter to get out of work, so I figured I'd do a quick show and just talk a little bit. So, Lou Rock, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Hey, I wanted to get on. I haven't been on in a while, and I just wanted to talk about some of the things that have been happening in this country over you know the last few weeks. I mean, obviously... Things have been crazy. You know, we've got this situation, obviously, in Ukraine right now, where Russia has been unleashing all-out war on Ukraine, and it's been absolutely terrifying. And I know that a lot of people have been, you know, very just upset and scared and terrified about some of the things that are going on. It has been a long time, but things are going well. We're doing well. But, I mean, the things that have been happening in the world right now have just been crazy. So I wanted to get on tonight. I'm sitting in the parking lot of a grocery store waiting for my daughter to get out of work. And I've got about 40 minutes. So I wanted to get on and do a quick show and I'm not terribly comfortable with the AirPods on, but I wanted to do it anyway. So I prefer to be at home with my microphone, you know, in front of my soundboard. But, you know, I wanted to get on and just talk about some of the things that have been happening. Now, as you know, you know, on my show over the last couple of years, we've been talking about some of the things that I felt like were happening, you know, in this world right now. I mean, I felt that we were heading into unprecedented times. We talked a lot about the Great Reset. We talked a lot about how I felt that, um, you know, the Democrats and Joe Biden stole the election from uh, the Republicans and Donald Trump. And I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like Trump. Hey, how you doing, Hasselhoff? Good to see you. But I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like Trump, that don't like Republicans, whatever. But the bottom line is, the United States of America is a superpower. We've been a superpower for many years. We're very important on the international stage. And to have the United States be in the state that it's in right now, where we are exhibiting weakness, we have a president that's weak. I mean, obviously, Joe Biden has some cognitive issues. We've talked about this you know, time and time again on the podcast. And one of the issues we have is when the United States of America projects weakness like they're doing right now, the entire world becomes weak because there are people in this world, like we know, you know, we have people in the Middle East, we've had Saddam Hussein, you know, we've had uh, terrorists like Al Qaeda and the Taliban. And now we've got what's happening in Russia and Ukraine with Vladimir Putin. We have people in this world do do not want peace. They do not want happiness. They do not want um, you know, people in the United States to have a free place to live. So that's, you know, one of the issues that we're dealing right right now. The United States is weak, and Vladimir Putin saw his opportunity to go out and attack Ukraine. So he did go out and attack. And what's happening right now in Ukraine honestly makes me sad. It's heartbreaking. It's awful to see that Russia is attacking not just the military and military buildings, but they're also attacking civilians. They're killing civilians. They're raping women. And what's happening is just a travesty on such a huge scale that many of us in our lifetimes haven't seen this. I mean, we haven't seen this type of attack, you know, probably since, I don't know, World War II, maybe. And I know that a lot of people now are kind of afraid that maybe we're going to be moving into a time where we're looking at World War III. And I know from my perspective, it's scary. You know, it's scary to think about 
you know, our country being involved in a world war of this type and something that's going to be something that's going to define generations of people. But right now we're, we're in a position where I don't know if there's anything we can do to prevent a world war from coming on. I mean, if you really think about it, Putin right now is running through Ukraine. He is attacking cities, blowing up buildings, killing in, you know, innocent individual people, not just military personnel. And you have to wonder, once he achieves victory in Ukraine, is he just going to stop? Do you think he's going to stop? Do you think he's going to just say at that point, okay, well, we, we took over Ukraine. I'm good now. You know, Vladimir Putin right now, I don't know if he's lost it completely or whatever's going on, but this man is out of control. He's out of control. He knows that there's nobody in this world right now that's willing to stand up to him. NATO's afraid of him. The United States of America, who is a superpower, has a president that's spending his weekends in Delaware that is not capable of running this country. He is not capable of protecting Americans, and he is not capable of stopping Vladimir Putin in this all-out assault on the Ukraine. So what's going to happen next, if you really think about it? I mean, again, if, you know, if the United States doesn't step up, and if we don't make an attempt to stop Putin, What's going to happen next? I mean, once he's done in the Ukraine, is he going to stop there? Is he going to move on to Poland? Is he going to try to take over Europe? I mean, that's what Hitler did in World War II. So I think we're in a position where either NATO or the United States of America needs to stand up and they literally need to punch Vladimir Putin in the mouth. They need to punch Vladimir Putin. They need to punch him hard. And the thing that makes it scary is Putin is talking about that he will use nuclear weapons if he needs to. And, you know, I personally haven't had this type of fear instilled in me since I was a young kid. I mean, again, I'm 54 years old. Back in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of talk about uh, nuclear war. There was a lot of talk about people you know, being attacked by the Soviet Union back in the day. And that's what Vladimir Putin is trying to do. Putin is trying to bring back the Soviet Union. He is trying to restore it to its former glory. And I don't know if there's any way around right now preventing an all-out World War III. I mean, if you really think about it, if we do nothing and we allow Vladimir Putin to continue on doing what he's been doing over the last few weeks, he is not going to stop once he is done in Ukraine, he will eventually win in Ukraine. He will eventually win this war, but there's going to be nothing out there to stop him. Of course, we've got China right now as well. You know, will China and Russia form an alliance? There's a lot of talk that maybe China is going to attack Taiwan, and that's terrifying also, because then again, you've got two giant communist superpowers that are talk of, talking about banding together. And honestly, is there anyone on this planet that can stop Russia and China if they decide to form an alliance and they start fighting together? It is scary to think about. So, you know, for me, it's Sunday night. I haven't done a show in a few weeks. I'm going to probably do a few more over the next couple of weeks. Uh, getting on during the day. But I know there are a lot of people out there right now that are afraid. Honestly, I'm one of them. But I do feel that the free world, being the United States, NATO, 
you know, England, France, Germany, Poland, whoever it may be, we need to band together. We need to start fighting back against Putin. We need to start fighting back against Russia. And if we don't do it, this is going to continue. But the scary part of this is if we do fight back, then we're going to be looking probably in a very similar situation where I don't think Russia is going to roll over. So if we start fighting back, the United States gets involved, other countries start getting involved, then there we are. We're in World War III. We are in the middle of the next great world war. And this is something that none of us are ready for. I mean, over the last few years, and I'd say even further than that, over the last decade, we've had you know a movement in this country where we have been calling all men toxic. We have been calling all forms of masculinity toxic. Men right now are defining themselves with their pronouns. And, you know, from what I can tell, Vladimir Putin, as he's killing people in Ukraine, doesn't really care about pronouns. He is out there killing people. He doesn't care if they're soldiers. He doesn't care if they're men. He doesn't care if they're women. He doesn't care what they are. And that is the major miscalculation that the liberal left has made, in my opinion, over the last several years, because we've been creating this woke society. We've been creating this sensitive society. We've been creating this society where we have to worry about everybody's feelings and worry about, you know, how everyone is perceiving everything at every given time. But the one thing you have to realize is that other countries don't care about wokeness. Other countries don't care about what your pronouns are. Now, I'm not saying this to belittle gay people. I'm not saying this to belittle people that are transgender or maybe have different lifestyles than I do. I support those people 100%. And again, if I, you know, if one of my children were to come out as being gay, transgender, whatever it is, I would support them to the end of the earth. But the bottom line is in this world, there are a lot of people who only understand strength. And in this country, you know, maybe, We've moved past that a little bit. Maybe people consider us to be, I guess, quote unquote, more evolved. But the bottom line is when you have tyrants out there like Putin, when you have tyrants out there like the leader in China, these people don't care about pronouns. These people don't care about your feelings. These people don't care about, you know, equity and all these different buzzwords that we're seeing in this country right now. Crazy lady, how you doing? I'm on my phone tonight waiting for my daughter to get out of work. Figured I'd get on and just do a quick podcast talking about some of the things that are going on in this country right now. But I mean, the bottom line is we have to fight back. Someone has to fight back to stop Putin, because if we're not willing to do it, nothing is going to stop this man. He is going to continue to move forward. And we have a huge problem in this country. Joe Biden is non-existent. Where in the hell is he? He's in Delaware again this weekend on another weekend away from the White House. Honestly, in my opinion, I think what's happening with Biden, he is far worse cognitively than anyone thinks that he is. And he's not even in the White House. He is probably spending time in an assisted living facility. He is spending time getting treatment during the day. They dust him off, throw a suit on him, pump him full of drugs, have him read a teleprompter every now and then. But this man is no longer our president. So right now, the United States of America does not have a president. We are a country without a leader. 
Is Harris the right person? Apparently, they're sending her to Poland on Monday. But, I mean, this is nothing against Harris. I've got nothing against her. Right now, she is in a no-win position. Sending her to Poland is going to do absolutely nothing. Welcome to the show, everybody coming in. Thank you for people that are joining me on this pop-up show on a Sunday night. I'm waiting in a grocery store parking lot, waiting for my daughter to come out of work. So I figured I'd get on. I haven't been on in a while and just talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on. So for the people that are here, thank you for joining me. Please share my live. I'd greatly appreciate it. And look for me coming on over the next week or two. I'm going to have several shows coming up over the next couple of weeks. But the bottom line is right now, we are a country that is in trouble. I mean, our gas prices are through the roof. I mean, I just filled up tonight. I have a Ford Expedition SUV. I have to go to New York tomorrow for work. I paid $4.30 a gallon. So I have a 25-gallon tank. It's going to cost me over $100 every time I fill up my car. I can't afford that. I mean, who can afford that? I can't afford to go to work. I'm driving tomorrow three hours to get to a meeting that's going to be on Tuesday, and that's going to be $100 worth of gas for me to drive down there. I mean, if you look at the inflation, you look at the stock market that's now tanking. You look at the supply chain issues that we're having. We are a country that is in trouble. And this has all gone horribly wrong in the last year since the election was stolen from Trump. And, oh, yeah, I mean, Hasselhoff, I see your comment. And I'm in my car, so bear with me. I'm looking down at my phone. 374 where you are in Wisconsin. The prices are crazy. I mean, California, they're looking at $6 per gallon. We're going to be looking at probably most, in most areas of this country, $5 a gallon and above. And this right now is untenable. It is absolutely untenable. And that was the problem that so many Republicans had back when Biden came out and he put a stop to the Keystone pipeline right away. Now, keep in mind, the pipeline was not producing any oil at the time. However, we were on a path to being more independent from other countries where we, we were not relying on China. We were not relying on Russia. We were not relying on the Middle East. And that was what things like the Keystone pipeline were important. And Trump, even though the media you know, was all against him for four years. They did everything they could to brainwash America against Trump. You know, orange man bad. He's evil. He's racist. He's this. He's that. The bottom line is when Donald Trump was president, our economy was booming. He was bringing jobs back to America. He was allowing us to be energy independent from some of the tyrants in this world right? He wasn't racist. He was bringing jobs back to the inner cities. He was helping people of color. Donald Trump went over to North Korea and tried to broker peace with a tyrant. He brokered peace across the Middle East. What, Tr what Donald Trump did in his four years should have been celebrated throughout this country. And when we had him as president, people like Putin, and other tyrants in this world knew that they could not fuck with the United States of America. They knew that they could not mess with the world because if they did, they would be held accountable. I mean, you look what happened in Iraq and you look what happened in those areas. We were getting hit by terrorists left and right. Donald Trump came in and dropped a Moab on Al-Qaeda. That silenced them for about 
three years. We heard nothing from that organization. And that's what needs to happen here. And again, I'm not someone that wants war. I'm not someone that wants to see our soldiers, our sons, our daughters going overseas to fight. But because we elected a beta, because we elected a weak president who had cognitive issues, who is not capable of running a country, we are in a position now where we are going to have to fight. And I mean, if any of you have any ideas, I mean, let me know down in the chat, what can we do to prevent this? What can we do to prevent war? Woody Bush, good to see you. Um, let's see, he's saying that we're paying $7 a gallon in Canada for diesel. $7 a gallon. That's incredible. I mean, who can afford that? I mean, think about a loan. The truck drivers, the heroes that were protesting all throughout Canada, the heroes that drive 18 wheelers in this country that are protesting in the United States of America. I mean, think of them trying to fuel their trucks and deliver goods. Can you imagine what that's going to do to the price of food in the grocery stores? Can you imagine what $7 a gallon is going to do to all of the commodities that we need to buy that we also import because our country has stopped manufacturing anything. We've stopped building anything. I mean, it's just awful. It's awful what's happened in this country. And it's awful what's happening right now to what was once the greatest country in the face of the earth. And because we are weak, the entire world has become weak. The tyrants see that. Putin sees it. The leader of China sees it. Al-Qaeda sees it. The Taliban sees it. All of the enemies of freedom in this world see weakness right now, which is unfortunate. So how do we get out of this? I mean, I think the first thing that we need to do, and honestly, this is going to be too little too late in a lot of ways, but come the end of this year, we need to vote back in Republicans. Now, that's not to say that Republicans are the end-all, be-all. They are not the answer to all of our problems, because quite frankly, a lot of the Republicans are also corrupt. We've got the rhinos. We've got the people that have taken money you know, from all the different donors that really don't give a damn about any of us. And they are no better than the Democrats. But the bottom line is, if we get the Republicans back in office, if we get the red running this country, hopefully we can do something to impeach this president that has put us all in danger. We have to get Biden out of office. But the problem is we get him out of office and who's in next? You've got Harris. That doesn't help us. She's not a strong leader. She, the only reason she's the vice president of the United States of America is Joe Biden wanted a black woman in office because that was going to help him pander and get votes from the liberal base. So if we impeach Biden, then we have Harris in office. So what's that going to do? If you impeach both of them, under the way things are right now, then you've got the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, as president. I mean, we've got nowhere to go. We've got nowhere to go. We are caught because we elected a bunch of people that have no business running a superpower. So I would love to see you know, the red wave happen, the red tsunami happen. I would love to see that happen come the end of this year. I hope it does. And if it does, name Donald Trump. Again, Secretary of State, get him back as president. Because again, right now, if we have to wait for 2024 to get Trump back into office or to get DeSantis back into office or to get someone who's competent back into office, is the United States of America even going to exist at that point? 
I mean, right now, Putin is threatening nuclear weapons. And for the first time since I was probably eight years old, I am afraid that we are going down a path that we will not be able to recover from. And guys, I know this is dark on a Sunday night, but this is the reality of what we're facing right now in this country. We are in a period of time that none of us have seen. This is going to define our generation. And I don't know if we're prepared for it. You know, I'm a guy that I'm a peace loving guy. I, I don't want to fight, but the bottom line is if we end up getting attacked in this country, we need to be ready to fight. And that's, that's one of the good things we have going for us in this country. And the liberal left has been trying to take this away from us for many, many years. You know, we have the second amendment. We have the right to bear arms in this country. Thank God we do because we have 336 million Americans. Many of the people in this country are armed. They have legal weapons and they are going to be able to fight back if someone comes into our country and tries to attack us. Now, if Putin starts shooting nuclear weapons at us, you know, the guns that we have aren't going to help. But if we are attacked and we have an attack from China and Russia and they start coming at us, we will have a lot of Americans. We will have a lot of a, a militia. We will have a lot of retired military that will step up and fight for America. Now, in my family over the last couple of years, I've been waiting for this to happen. And people have told me I'm crazy. You know, you're a conspiracy theorist. The Great Reset isn't real. You know, what you're talking about isn't going to happen. Biden's going to be a great president. Trump was an evil man. We're not going to be at war. You know, the, the world governments aren't planning together to take us over. Well, look at what's happening now. Are people believing in the Great Reset yet? We've been talking about it for two years. We've been talking that this is coming. I mean, if you look at what the liberal left has been doing, they've been setting up their little satellite liberal operatives all around this country. You look at Boston. Boston's been taken up, been taken over by a liberal mayor. They have a liberal city council. They have liberals now installed in the Senate. And while we are being attacked at this point by Putin, Putin is attacking Ukraine and destroying the country and killing women and children and raping women. What are they talking about in Boston? They're talking about climate change. They're talking about the Green New Deal. They're talking about this woke political bullshit that they've been throwing at us for the last few years. And it's not, it's, it's not right. It's not right. You know, if you were really concerned about climate change and you were really concerned about the planet, maybe instead of having paper straws and maybe instead of, you know, saying, well, you know, we need to have solar energy everywhere, even though you have to create all these, you know, solar energy panels and, you know, all these electric cars now that are coming out, you got Teslas and they're phenomenal. I'd love to own a Tesla because I wouldn't have to pay for gas right now. But the bottom line is when you go to a Tesla charging station, where is the electricity coming from that charges the Tesla? It's coming from Fossil fuels. That's where the power is coming from. So it's just so crazy what we're seeing right now in this country. And it's so crazy that people are still talking about the Green New Deal and climate change when we're looking potentially at World War Three. If you want to stop climate change, stop Russia from shooting missiles at another country. Stop Russia from setting oil fields on fire. I mean, what does more harm to the environment? Using plastic straws or... You know, set, setting fires to like oil fields. I mean, it's just insane. And this stuff just drives me crazy. So this is what we're facing. You know, it's a scary time. 
to be living in this world. It's a scary time to be in America right now because we really don't know what the future holds. But, you know, for the people that are afraid, I do believe that good triumphs over evil. And one of the positives that I've seen over the last few weeks is it does seem like a lot of people are banding together, not just people who are Republicans, but it seems like a lot of the, you know, the, the liberals, the Democrats across this country are starting to realize that they haven't gotten what they expected from this current administration. You know, my wife is a person, she voted for Biden. You know, she, she and I had some conversations about that, you know, friendly conversations. I mean, she can do what she wants. She's a grown, intelligent woman and she voted for him. I didn't agree with her vote, but it is what it is. She is now at a point where she is regretting the fact that she voted for Biden. She realizes the error of her ways and at this point, she's even said, I wish Trump was back in office. And I think a lot of people feel that way right now, because at least if we had Trump, you know, maybe he said some inappropriate things. Maybe he tweeted inappropriate things. But at least when you had Trump in office, you knew you had a leader. You had a guy that was standing up for our freedom. He was standing up to people like Putin. You know that when Trump was president for the four years in this country, there wasn't a chance in hell that Vladimir Putin was going to attack America or was going to attack Ukraine or was going to attack any other country. Because if he, he knew that if he attacked, he would have America to deal with. He would have Trump to deal with. And Trump would have struck back with authority. So, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. And there's a lot going on. It's scary times for everybody. Welcome to the people that are coming into my live. I appreciate it. This is a time I don't normally come on. I haven't been on in a couple of weeks. And one of the reasons why I haven't been on is my family had an amazing trip to Florida. And we were down in Florida for eight days. Oh, my God. I did not want to come back to Massachusetts up here. You know, it's pretty warm today. Right now it's 845 at night and it's 59 degrees right now in Massachusetts. So a lot of the snow is melting. But we were there for eight days and the weather every day was 85 and above, sunny skies. A couple of days we were up near 90. We went to some beautiful places. Like we spent some time in the Orlando area, but we also went to Siesta Key Beach, which was one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever been to. If there are any people out there that are from Florida that have been to Siesta Key Beach, it's a little bit south of Tampa, you know, but like north of Fort Myers, just beautiful. I guess it's been ranked the number one beach in the country several times over. And I'll tell you, you know, I should tell you about this. We had kind of an amazing experience that day. We went to Siesta Key Beach. Now, let, let me throw this out to you because we've been talking about Russia and some of the things that are going on in the country. This was really a cool experience we had in Florida. So we, we flew in really late. We flew out of Manchester, New Hampshire, and we took Spirit Airlines. You know, we have six members of our family. So we book Spirit. We get nonstop flights for like a, a $150 round trip. And, you know, we, we fly like 800 bucks for the whole family to get down there. So this is the first time on Spirit where we were ever delayed. So we were delayed about three hours on our flight. We had an eight o'clock at night flight flying out of Manchester, New Hampshire, flying into Fort Myers. So we got on the plane, you know, three hours late, whatever it was. We got into uh, Fort Myers Airport. I don't know what time it was. It had to be like one o'clock in the morning. By the time we finally got 
a rental car. It had to be three o'clock in the morning. So my wife had booked a hotel near, near the airport. Now, this is a story in itself. Hey, Class One Pro, welcome to the show. Dude, Sean, welcome. Uh, welcome to everybody coming in. I really appreciate you all being here. But anyway, so my wife booked a La Quinta hotel, and I will never stay at a La Quinta hotel again. We, we've had two La Quinta hotels, and both of them have been a nightmare. So we <laughs> we get to our hotel, 3 o'clock in the morning. We're exhausted. It didn't look that bad from the outside, but we finally get inside, and right away the guy checking us in looked concerned. So we're like, okay, what's up with this guy? You know, we're just tired. We want to go to bed. We booked two rooms. You know, one for my wife and I and my oldest son, and then the other room for my youngest three children. So we get there, and the guy says, sir, we have a problem. So I said, well, what's the problem? He said, well, the people that had your room last night, they were up partying late in your room really smells of smoke. So I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. You know, I used to be a smoker. So I'm like, all right, how bad could it be? You know, we'll suck it up. We're tired. We just need a few hours sleep. So the guy got the key and walked us down to the room. We went into this room. I swear to God, it smelled like there had been a hundred people in there smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, smoking cigars, smoking pipes, whatever else, you know, vaping. I don't know. Vapes don't really smell. So I wouldn't really even throw that in there. This room stunk like nothing I've ever smelt before, but we didn't have any options. We were tired. So my kids went up. They took the other room. My wife, myself, and my oldest son took this room and we slept for maybe two or three hours that night. It was just horrible. Thank you for sharing my show, Class One Probe. I appreciate it. So, you know, we got a couple hours sleep. And then as I'm laying in bed, the room was dirty, all right? So I left my clothes on. I wouldn't even get down below the sheet. So I started looking at hotel reviews. This was a big mistake before I went to bed. So this La Quinta Hotel in Fort Myers, Florida, <laughs> I'm looking at the reviews and they're showing pictures of other people that had stayed at this hotel. There were bed bugs. There were bed bugs in the hotel. At that point, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even sleep here. But we had no place else to go. So I was, I literally maybe got like an hour's worth of sleep. So we got out. We demanded our money back. They wouldn't give it to us. So I contested the charges of my credit cards, and I'm going to fight that out because it was such a disaster. So anyway, we decide to make the best of the next day. We're all exhausted. We get in the car, and we drive to Siesta Key Beach. It was just kind of like a random decision we made. Just let's go check it out. It's supposed to be pretty. So we went. We didn't have chairs. We didn't have blankets. We didn't have sunscreen. We didn't have bathing suits. We had nothing. So we get to this beach, and it's like, wow, this beach is beautiful. So we get there. We finally find a parking space. And we go down in the sand and we get near the water and we're like, wow, this is amazing. It was white sand, you know, blue water. The beach was packed because I think we, we came in on a Sunday. So it was like a weekend day. And we just all like laid down on the sand, you know, in our clothes. So all of a sudden we see this woman. And she was kind of set up next to us. She had like a boom box going, kind of playing old music. She's up dancing. She is greeting people. She is taking pictures for people. It kind of seemed, honestly, at first, like a little manic or a little bit crazy. So I'm like, oh, this woman's really out there. So all of a sudden, we're sitting there. We're just laying in the sand. She comes up. She's like, hey, guys, how you doing? We're like, hey, we're great. How are you doing? She said, wonderful. She goes, can I help you with anything? And I was like, well, I don't think so. We're good. 
know, first time here, we've never been here, just kind of a random stop in. She goes, well, let me help you. You have a beautiful family. She goes, let me give you some blankets. She pulled out three blankets and gave them to us. So all of us had a place to sit down and lay down at the beach. So we all had blankets. We're like, oh my God, thank you. That's so kind of you. At that point, she reaches into her bag. Can I give you snacks? Can I give you candy? Can I give you drinks? She pulled out like these little snack packages. She pulled out drinks. She handed us all this food, all of these snacks, gave my children water. And one of my children has been going through a very difficult time lately. So she must have sensed this. She went to my child. Mr. A, how you doing? She went to my, my child and started dancing with my child and hugging my child and telling my child how beautiful you know, this child was. And it was just an amazing experience where this woman, you know, she was telling us, you know, praise God, God be with you. And she was always obviously very religious. And she literally made our entire day. And she was doing it to dozens upon dozens upon dozens of people. You know, a woman, a one woman walked by and she said, oh, I love your smile. Dance with me. So the two of them are dancing together. And she was just an amazingly wonderful soul that to me almost felt like an angel on our shoulder on our first day of vacation. So it was just kind of like an amazing experience. So anyway, you know, that kind of set the tone for my entire vacation. We had this amazing experience with this loving soul and she was just amazing. So I remember I hugged her when we left. And if you know me, I'm not a hugger. I'm someone that, you know, I hug my wife and my children and that's about it. So I don't hug anybody, and I'm very uncomfortable, I guess, with that. I went out of my way to hug her and thank her for being such a kind person, which was just amazing. So anyway, she you know, was there, and so we, we ended up leaving the beach. We had a great vacation. We spent time at Siesta Key. We went up to Orlando, went to SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. Uh, where else did we go? We went to Clearwater Beach. And then we also, I got my picture taken outside the Scientology building. I was afraid they were going to kind of like pull me in and force me to become a Scientologist. But when we got home, I found a Facebook group called Siesta Key Beach. So I actually posted something on this particular site just saying, hey, you know, we were at Siesta Beach. This is what happened to us. We met this amazing woman. Does anyone know she, who she is? I put pictures of my family. We got like 800 likes and like 300 comments. And finally, someone copied this woman in and we connected with her. Now, wait for this part. This is kind of crazy. She was in her 60s you know, had dark skin, kind of like me, you know, probably Italian, I guessed at the time. It turns out that the first marriage that she had was to a gentleman and his last name was DeVito, spelt the same way as my name, D-I-V-I-T-O. So she and I connected through this Facebook group and we shared a couple of private messages. So some other guy posted something about her, showed her, showed her dancing with individuals, had videos of her and everything. So this, this particular post got like 5,000 likes, like 800 shares. And this woman is getting all this positive love from all these people that have all been touched by her, you know, over the last several years. So anyway, just kind of a cool story. You know, we started the show. This is just a pop up while I'm waiting for my daughter to come out of work at a, at a grocery store. I probably only have like five minutes left before I have to wrap this up. When she comes out, I'm going to end the show. But we talked a lot about Russia and Ukraine, you know, what's been happening in this world. You know, we have a weak president in the U.S. right now, and that's what's caused a lot of this. I firmly believe it. Someone needs to fight back against Putin. 
and I think it's inevitable that we're in store for a war. A war. I don't know if it's going to be World War III. I think it may very well be. But, you know, with all of these things happening, with all the fear we have, gas prices going up, we see people dying. America is going to probably be involved in this war sometime soon. We have to look for the small victories in life. We have to look for the kind people that are in this world, like this woman that touched our life at Siesta Key Beach, that one day in Florida, only for an hour, she made a difference in my life. She made me feel that, you know, what my family's been going through lately, there's there's a reason behind it. And she literally felt like she was sent down from God to me as an angel to let me know that things were going to be okay. So, you know, for all of us, as we're going through these difficult times, Try not to let the fear get the best of you. I know it's scary right now. You know, I don't get scared of a lot. I'm an older guy. I've been through a lot in my life. I find very few things in this life scare me. But right now, this is scary. But just hold true to yourself. You know, keep going on your daily life. Try to do some kind things for other people. Try not to get caught up in all the hate that we have going on in this country. I mean, right now what's happening it is what it is. We have a president that's not capable. And I'm not saying that to rag on Biden. I'm not saying that to rag on the Democrats. We all see it. The man is sick. And I, I don't mean mentally sick. He is ill. He is not well. And we don't have a path to having a person in office that is going to defend us. It's, it's not going to be Harris. It's not going to be Pelosi. Something major has to happen to put us back in a good place in this world. Maybe that'll be Trump. Maybe it'll be DeSantis. I don't think we can wait till 2024. But just remember that, you know, I think that good in most instances triumphs over evil. And what's happening right now in the Ukraine is evil. And I think that a lot of people are apprehensive to get involved because we don't want World War III. But I do think that there's going to be a tipping point with NATO. There's going to be a tipping point with the United States of America where we are going to have to strike back against Russia. And when we do, it's going to have to be swift. It's going to have to be hard. It's going to have to be a punch in the face. So for all of you out there, don't lose your faith. Hang in there. You know, keep doing your things every day. You know, live your life. Try to find a way to be happy. You know, try to turn off the news because if you watch the news all day and all night, you're only going to depress yourselves. So just try to be strong. Try to believe in, you know, things being good. And hopefully at some point we're going to get back on track because, again, what's happening right now, I've never seen this in my life. And I think that we're seeing that everything that's happened over the last year or two with COVID, I think all of that was a plan. It was a pandemic. You know, the COVID thing I think was instilled in all of us. It was it was implemented. It was put into action. I think COVID was created. I think there was a plan of a great reset. I think we saw the beginnings of that great reset coming into play. The COVID narrative has fallen apart. A lot to do because of the Canadian truckers and some of the truckers here in the United States. The American people have started standing up. I think people are starting to awaken to the fact that we've been lied to by the media, we've been lied to by the politicians, and we are going to have to stand up and we are going to have to start fighting for our freedom. Now, I'm going to get off this page for a second because I want to look at, I posted something a little while a little while ago on Truth Social. I'm on Truth Social. I love it. It's so much better than Twitter. If you haven't signed up yet and you're a Republican 
or you're, you know, you, you believe that our country is going the wrong way and you don't believe in censorship, sign up for Truth, Truth Social. I posted a meme that showed a quote by Ronald Reagan. And this is such a powerful quote that he, you know, basically put out there when he was president. And this is so true. And I think our generation in America is going to have to learn this again. So this is Reagan's quote. Some of you have probably heard this before, but this is really so on the mark. Ready? Here goes. So this again is from Ronald Reagan when he was president. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it into our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. And he was so right with that because freedom is never a guarantee in this world. We have to fight for freedom. We have to preserve our freedom. And if we are not willing to fight for our freedom, remember, freedom isn't free. Someone out there like Putin or whoever it may be wants to take away our freedom. And we as Americans need to stand up and protect the freedom. We have to protect it. We have to hold it dear and we have to fight for it. So for everybody out there, I'm going to wrap this up. I've been on for about 40 minutes. My daughter's going to be coming out of work soon. Look for my show during the week. I'm going to be on a few times this week, a few times next week. Uh, I will be at my microphone and not my phone for probably most of those shows. But uh, I want to thank all of you, you know, that have tuned into my show over the last couple of years. Recently, I hit over 100,000 downloads. I couldn't have done that without all of you. And I really appreciate all the people that have taken the time to spend time with me. I consider all of you friends. I appreciate all of you. And just remember, you know, we are living in unprecedented times right now. They're scary times, but just keep believing. Keep believing in this country. Keep believing in freedom. Don't hassle off. I love your brother, Mr. A, Bobby, Moody, you know, all the people that have come in, Viking Descent. Let's see. Doss was in. I didn't see that he was in here. Class One Probe. Dude, Sean, everybody that came in. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all. And just remember, you know, we are still the greatest country in the world, and this eventually will pass. God bless all of you. God bless the United States of America. And God bless all the people of Ukraine. Okay. I love you all. Have a great Sunday night and I'll be back soon. Take care now.